Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. I'm Nate Smith. Sign it off, guys. Give me the roll call. Sweep the leg, LeBron. <laughs> that, that was complex. They they have no timeouts, Hubie. <laughs> that was evil genius. I mean, how many times is he gonna say it? And is and the poor guy sitting next to him say they don't have timeouts anymore, Hubie. <laughs> Hubie, they haven't had timeouts for the last two minutes. <laughs> David Wood joining us, Cavs a blog. Or Cavs a podcast, huh? Going way back to the airs. But yeah, Cavs. Oh, yeah. 132, 129 winners. So I don't know about you, but that was to me one of the bigger regular season wins in Cavs history. I, I would put that right up there with uh, really? Ky- Kyrie's 55 a couple of years ago. That was over a the big Spurs. win. Was yeah. A big win. They seem to have one of these every year that's kind of that, like, crazy signature game. Like, that was last year was the the Washington game, right, with LeBron banked in that three. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was, that was pro- one of the better regular season, possibly the best regular season finish of LeBron's career. Yeah. Although the one that he had against Minnesota in the last incarnation of the that was before crazy. the trade deadline was a crazy <clears throat> ending too, right? So what happened in that one? Take us back, eg. Well, remember when he he caught the pass at at the top of the like Christian Leitner style and mm-hmm. yeah trained, trained. after after a block at the yeah. other end, yeah. yeah. 
Wow, it's been a long season because I don't even <laughs> this has remember been the that. longest season ever. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, and the funny it's, thing well, is, because all those guys, half those guys that played in that game, are no longer on the team. It's so funny because <laughs> yeah. uh, on the on the live thread today, we were talking about uh, the beef between Bill Simmons and Dwayne Wade, and it's like <laughs> Dwayne Wade being on this team like seems like a lifetime ago now. Like, did it really happen? Is it just you know Bobby Ewing waking up in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like a dream. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's well, been they, crazy it's been year. so many different teams this season. Right. Like, I remember writing a recap halfway through the season where it was like, well, this team's been four different teams this year, so who knows? And that was that was like three teams ago. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, LeBron with an all-time historic performance – E.G., what record did he get tonight? He he had the uh, the NBA record for most assists with zero turnovers. And he had 17, 17 assists, zero turnovers. That which is, is impressive. Kind of unbelievable. For I mean, really, when you think about, it, he's been averaging like five or six a game for you know for really like the last month when he's been trying to force the action. I mean, even last night, like he was great last night, or not last night, Monday night, but he still had six turnovers, I think. But tonight, man, he was just lasering passes all over the floor, and it didn't seem like he was quite as locked in early on, especially not defensively. No one like was he was locked in early on defensively. <laughs> no, but just, like, but especially him. I mean, you and I both commented on that that three by Van Vliet towards the end of end of the first half when LeBron just stayed yeah. under the hoop and looked at him like, ah, maybe he'll miss. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. Not, not that time. But, uh, but it, it was really, it's really amazing. I just read another stat saying that the, this is the, the sixth time this year that LeBron's gone above 15 assists or has 15 or more assists, which is also a career record for him. Yeah. Those, it was insane. So David, Take us through the first half of this game, the the before, and this is the before and action, after picture. What what was the first half like? Oh wow, David, you got the rind of the deal, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, right, so because I know David is very good at describing <laughs> describing shit, describing <laughs> I mean, terrible Cavalier defense. <laughs> no, no. Well, the first. All right, it's not bad defense if your offense is scoring more than the other team's defense. So, like the first the uh, first quarter was the Cavs just straight gunning. But the Raptors were also gunning, but the Cavs gunned a little bit better. And then it seemed like once we put in our reserves, the Raptors were able to kind of get a handle of it. And then towards the end of the like second quarter, they just decided they didn't want to cover the three line like at all. Right. I don't. I don't have the stats up like right now, but just I think they came twelve threes in the first half. Oh, but yeah, LeBron oh, was. Like, LeBron definitely had a great game, but he was totally lackadaisical closing out the three, and he was doing the classic, like, LeBron, like, hands up in the air, like, come on, man, why didn't you close out from the weak side <laughs> over to the strong side while I tried to play free safety? Yeah, and, but and hey, the problem is the Cavs had out. two guys in the first half playing free safety, and those two guys were J.R. Smith and LeBron, and, yeah. and, and it seemed in the second quarter, you know, a, the Cavs turned it over a bunch of times, and, and they were bad turnovers, just playing too fast. And yeah. B, 
the Raptors were literally seeking out J.R. Smith on every play, no matter who he was guarding, and just putting him in a pick and roll and scoring. <laughs> I mean, well, and the well, problem is J.R. Smith was doing like the he was doing the uh, who's the guy for the Browns that played like twenty yards behind the line of scrimmage this past year the uh, the guy from Michigan. Jabril Peppers? Yeah, Jabril, he was like the Jabril Peppers of, of strong safeties. He was like like way out of the play, typically. <laughs> yeah. I mean we knew we knew it was bad well, it was kind of just JR and I like when he came to three right when he comes in and then he just runs into somebody to get the foul. Like, <laughs> the very next play for no reason. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and and both teams were on fire in that first. That first quarter was insane. Oh my god! Forty-two, thirty-eight. Com- teams combined for eighty points in the first quarter. Well, and they they combined for like eighty percent shooting too. Yeah. So I mean, how many how many threes do you think the Raptors had? I have it pulled up right now in the first. first I'm gonna say nine. I'm gonna say nine. I'm gonna say nine. Anyone else? First quarter. I'm 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 gonna. I'll go with eight. Yeah. It, it was six of ten. No, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. The, the Cavs were five of six, though. Well, the insane thing about that is they were scoring all those points with almost no free throws. Like, normally when you see the, the score get up, it's like the refs get whistle-happy and the game stops a lot. But, I mean, it was yep. pretty free-flowing action. Yeah, it was like an all-star, it was like an all-star game. Yeah. Kind of like this podcast. <laughs> What's that? Like an all-star Flowing. game. Free flowing action. I'm, oh, I'm going with all star and an all star game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Well, here's the thing: you could make a case to say this was the Kevin Love game. You could make a case to say this was the Jose Calderon game. This you could make a real George strong Hill game. You could make a real strong case. This is the George Hill game. But I don't know how you how you make it anything other than a LeBron game when he he <sighs> That's an he. Record. Well, not only that, but he – I was reading also, I think Jason Lloyd posted that he either scored or assisted on 80 of the Cavs' points tonight. Yeah, he was he was ridiculous. He had it's eight assists in the first ball. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I mean, it's just, it's just pinnacle – this is pinnacle LeBron James. I've never – I don't think I've ever seen him play better. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that. Like, has he ever played better than this? Um, I mean, he's he's right up there. I mean – he he he's still in around 2009 to 2011. He was just a little he was just a little quicker, you know, so he could. But I don't know, man. Like he he's blowing by guys for dunks in the fourth quarter tonight, and I it, it looked like 2009, maybe yeah. maybe four inches lower on the dunk. But well, I mean, it looked it looked like, like he looked off the whole defense on that one dunk, like. He looked off the defense. Yeah, they they called it the eyebrow shrug. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing, how about uh, twelve or fourteen from the line, which is a pretty awesome number for LeBron, who you know at times this season has struggled from the line. Well, what's also awesome is that he actually got there fourteen times. Oh, man, which he should have got there twenty. Hardly times. ever. Oh my he god, should have. Yeah. He got so yeah. He was getting fouled like crazy middle of that fourth quarter. Like, they were playing him so physical, no matter where he was. Oh, the play before the dunk, the the Raptors were just chucking every screen, just, like, body body checking every single screen. Well, I think Ananobi or Siakam, like, fully, like, jammed him in the back on on that one play, and there was no call. 
Yeah, you, Siakam was on him at the end of the game. You get a Siakam in your back, and that that can that can put you out for a while. I had to have a procedure to get one of those removed. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell LeBron doesn't really like Siakam very much. No, <laughs> you can tell there's a lot of those guys on that team. I don't yeah. think he's a huge Ibaka fan either. No, no. I remember George, like uh, Powell was that guy last year, but he didn't play much. No, and he had a couple big buckets in the third. Um, At least we won't have to put up with Bismack Biombo going Nova again in the playoffs. Oh no, but yeah. no, we got the potato or the turtle, Jacob. Turtle. Well, yeah, Jacob Potal. I, I guarantee you, though, they have if they have Nance in there, Pertle's yeah. not that effective as he was tonight. Oh, and and actually, I thought Zizic played him pretty well too. He did, although he did get he did get some. I mean, Pertle's got some actually decent footwork around the the hoop. Mm-hmm. It seems like he. I might be mistaken, but it seemed like he can score with either hand, which is no, he uh, can. yeah, he a plus. He's like the more mature version of Zisich, almost. Yeah, well, right. he's also like, just like goofy Euro a lot guy, longer too. <laughs> goofy Euro guy. <laughs> he might not. All the Euro guys European. are goofy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I look. Ante did a nice job. Digs. Yeah. He didn't get a lot of rebounds, but it seemed like he had a lot of contests. Well, and I think he was boxing out a lot so that LeBron and Kevin Love could get rebounds. And the well, guy... and, and setting like monster screens too. Oh yeah, he's a phenomenal screen setter, like Darnell <laughs> Jackson, D block, D block. And how about that kind of running floater he had from about ten feet out over? Yeah, over Jacob. Turner. You got excited about that, man. You were like. I... It was Kareem time. It was, actually well, reminds me of Vitaly Potapico, who apparently he trains with. Yeah, he's Vitaly he, does a really good job with these guys. I feel like. Oh, especially the bigs. Yeah. Yeah. The well, he sounds training. like he's been working a lot with Zizich. Did Vitaly ever play for the Cavs? Oh yeah, he yeah. Was, the yeah Cavs they drafted him. him. He was number a number. He was a number ten overall. Yeah, he was, he was drafted ahead of uh, Z in Z, the same draft. Yeah. All right, David. Where did? Uh, the Ukraine train go to college. Wait, who's you can't Ukraine train? Oh my god, are you just embarrassed? Too young. Too young. Ah, David. I I think I'm too young for this. I'm trying right. to look him up. All right, Eg, where did uh, Vitaly go to college? Ah uh, man, on, I, I'm, the, no, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm like the, the Alzheimer. I can't remember that. I think who's I know, asking you the question. I know Eg. Nate knows. Oh, Wright State. He sure did. <laughs> I'm actually friends. His name, the guy's name's Paul Newman. Um, he was the athletic director. Like when, the actor Paul Newman? That's his name, yeah. It's spelled the same. And he was the athletic director when the uh, when Wright State got um, Vitaly. And he told me all about it. It's a, it's a crazy story. That was like, you know, he grew up in like the Iron Curtain. So it, yeah. was, it was pretty nuts. Yeah, and that's he was great. part of that. He was the same draft year as Z, right? And he was part yeah. of that team that uh, made the playoffs with four rookies in the starting lineup with Vitaly and Cedric Henderson and yep. uh, Derek oh, Anderson. He, he, and, there you go. Eight. There you go. And Nate. Brevin Knight. Brevin, Brevin Knight. Knight. Yeah. 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 Guys, I was six years old that season. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, you, gotta, very, you gotta brush up on your Cavs history, man. And not a very good Cavs fan, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. when I was six, I knew like everything about the yeah. nineteen ninety Cavs. When I was six, it was the Miracle of Richfield season, and when I watched, I watched it all. What well, was funny? Wait, are you because, being serious? Yeah, 
So my best friend growing up was a Cavs fan. So we would all, and I was a Celtics fan. So we would always play Cavs Celtics in like every single video game. And he knew, like I, so I knew everybody on the lineup. Like, oh, it's time to bring in Derek Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Who was on the Celtics? Bobby Phils was on that team too, wasn't was he? Antoine Walker was yeah. he on the Celtics by that point? Who I Derek so. Anderson? No, like like the '98 Celtics was was uh, Ant was Tuan on that team. Oh, Twan. yeah. Tuan was on that team and Rodney Rogers. That was a team that played, uh, uh, bah, 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 the Nets in the finals. Right? Not the finals. Eastern the Eastern Conference finals. And then the, is that when the Nets had Kenyon Martin? No, no, Kenyon was, was later. Kenyon was, that like was when they had Kidd was like, and Richard what? Jefferson and, uh, wasn't Keith Van I don't, I don't think Richard. Jefferson. No, Vince was Vince played for the Raptors back then. Yeah. Oh, that would have been like. Two I don't years think later. Richard Jefferson was on that team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson was on that. He was on the teams that went to the finals that oh two oh three season. Yeah, but we're talking about ninety eight. We're talking Nin- about. This oh, you're season. right. You're oh right. no, I was okay. No, well, I was. It was, was Van Horn year. and Kerry okay. Kittles and. Yes, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've, we've gone down oh, way, wow. way down a rabbit hole here. Right, Let's quick. talk about the cast. Hey, 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 I got to talk about video games. So <laughs> me and my buddy, Dwayne, we used to play this NCAA basketball game. This, these Super- are for the end of the podcast, Tom. Just real quick, just real quick. So the Super Nintendo, there was an NCAA basketball game, and he owned it, so he was obviously better than me. And he would always be Virginia because they were the Cavaliers, right? right. And so... um Basically, the primary ball handler was the point guard, and I don't know who the actual guy was, but <laughs> and the they're video, all numbers. In the video game, his <laughs> name was Wright, like like Wright State, W R I G H T, and that dude, like Dwayne, would drop like forty on me with Wright every game. So it became like a running joke that we would be like, "Oh man, Cavs need to put in Wright," like whenever <laughs> they'd be down. So I was watching Virginia get their. Butts handed to them by Baltimore County University Maryland. of Maryland, Baltimore They're County. Retrievers. And so I, I messaged Wayne and I'm like, man, when's Virginia going to put right in? Because they need him right now. <laughs> so back to the Cavs, you know, our topic at hand. Um, you know, Kevin Love, a huge game back, 12 rebounds. I felt like they desperately needed him on the D boards. Oh, yeah. 11 defensive rebounds, 23 points, uh, four assists, had a really nice shooting night, including the, the kind of the game ceiling three that put him up four. Yeah, that was LeBron a big and, shot. And did you see the, uh, the conversation on, uh, the blog about how that was the same shot that Danielle Marshall missed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Love's not going to miss that show. Yeah. So I, I was super happy to see that. Also, where the hell did aggressive George Hill come from? Like, well, what, what happened? No, if you listen was, to the – well, go ahead. Go ahead, David. That was, like, appropriately playing within the game George Hill not passing up shots. I wouldn't say he was aggressive. Oh, he was aggressive. Come on. He drove yeah. to the hoop. He dunked the ball tonight with one hand. He drove to the, he drove to the rack relentlessly in the first quarter. I mean, within the, within the game, within the game. I don't know. He was 10 of 11. Yeah, like, but David. Like, he, he was aggressive, George Hill. I'm, he even talked about it. That Larry Drew talked about how he, before the game and, like, between Monday's game and tonight's game, he had he talked to, 
to George and said, I know you're, t- you're a company guy. We need you to be aggressive. And tonight was aggressive George Hill. George Hill doesn't look for his shot. Tonight, George Hill looked for his shot. That's what he called him. That's what he called him. Maybe, I like that. Maybe that just says a lot about George Hill. I just feel like he played very within the game and like he was doing stuff he should be doing every game. Well, yeah, this but is, the problem was this, the last this is five games. Shooting game just, the he would like take one step and hand the ball and like play hot potato with the ball to give it to somebody else. Yeah, no, he was that. He was a game. He was a game manager before this. This was this was George Hill being a game manager and being aggressive. I'll take that. I agree with that. Yeah, and it was crazy because Jordan Clarkson probably had one of his worst games in a while. He just kind of looked out of sorts. Didn't really just trying to do too much. Yeah, two of seven. Like the one that was terrible is he came on that pin down that they always run for Kyle, and then he had an open look, and then he passed it up, then he took a dribble and tried to draw a foul and clank the shot, and he did get fouled. He got he hit did in the get leg, fouled, but, but yeah, but it was still like call sh- it. shoot it when you're open, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. He just looked like he was trying to do too much. Yeah, he, he was thinking about his dinosaur pets. <laughs> and they pets. Um, yeah, but that's the other thing about Toronto is they're the best bench in the league. Oh yeah, I mean they've got a really strong bench, and that's really what what's kind of that and their their commitment to th- shooting threes this year and 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 to pace has really changed the DNA of that team. I mean, look, I, I think to a certain degree they ran out of the gas a little bit tonight. I mean, they, this is a second night of a back-to-back. They didn't have a tough game against Orlando, but they still ran it, and the Cavs had the day off. So you could tell they were they were getting a little gassed in the end. But the Cavs also turned up the, the defensive intensity yeah. and didn't and didn't allow them to destroy them with the pick-and-roll quite as much as they did in the first half. And I kind of right. felt like it was the Cavs' strategy to, like, okay, we're going to, like, let these guys get a little confidence and try run, you know, punch themselves out in the first half. But also felt like that strategy got away from them a little bit, like, you know, <laughs> spotting them 15. Yeah. Well, the second quarter was just atrocious. It was really bad. Yeah. And then, well, but the Cavs don't have a lot of guys that would anchor their second unit, especially defensively with Larry Nance Jr., perhaps, or Corver. Or uh, Chetty. Or Chetty. Yeah, I mean, they didn't have a lot of their best defensive players. Hood, even though Hood's not great defensively. Yeah, he's got Hood's length. He's got length, though. I, I, I have yet to find I, one thing Hood does well so he's far. He's not been good for the Cavs. No, it, but... Wow, you guys. Wow, giving up on Rodney Hood. I'm not giving, giving up. up. I'm just saying... Well, regardless, he hasn't been good, but I don't think he's a good defensive player. You know, right? I've been and calling out George Hill for the last week and a half on being yeah, a chicken. Was, obviously, and, it worked. And and yeah. obviously... <laughs> well, he obviously... He obviously reads the blog, Nate. Absolutely. Got, yeah. No, he doesn't, but... but Co- no, Coach LD, does. LD does, though. Yeah, Larry LD. Drew. Yeah. Coach Larry Drew. Instead Coach Larry Drew should find a way to, you know, make sure that Tyloo stays home for longer. <laughs> In the second half, though, the, the second unit was pretty good. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, I they mean, brought it back. Well, they didn't bring it back, but they held well, it. Well, JR started hitting shots. JR started hitting yeah. shots, and Zizic did a nice job on the, you know, a boxing out. And, and setting screens. And setting screens and did a better job on Purtle the Turtle. And... <laughs> Yeah, but they really yeah. only ran an eight-man rotation tonight, and Jordan Clarkson well, didn't play a lot in the second, so they really only ran like a seven-man rotation in the second half, and they only had they only had like nine guys available. Yeah, and they gave John Holland six minutes a run, so 
which didn't go all that well. I, he had that one putback. He wasn't bad. Yeah. Johnny on the spot. He was minus he eleven for Oh Williams twenty sixteen bad. He was <laughs> he was no no, but Holland that was the problem. Holland it was that that second quarter lineup of it was Calderon was in there with Clarkson. I don't blame Jose, but like he was in there with Clarkson, JR, Holland, and Zizich. And then yeah, Jeff Green came in for Zizich and LeBron came in for Calderon at one point and it just got away from them. I mean, having Clarkson and having Clarkson, Holland, and JR on the floor together was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad idea. And and Jeff Green, Je- trick or treat, Jeff Green. I've never. <laughs> yeah, seriously. he is like he will make a play one time that will just be like, "What are you doing? That's the worst play I've ever seen." And then he, <laughs> he comes- hit that. He hit that stone cold three. Yeah, I know, and it was moment. everybody was like, oh. "No, oh, okay, it went in." And then and then he blocks DeRozan on the next play, and then he blocks DeRozan on the next play, and chase down block. They bailed him. They bailed out DeRozan with a foul. Oh, that, yeah. was a that terrible chase down block was great. That was a terrible call. It was because Green got all ball, and then yeah, sure, you could argue that he and LeBron, you know, bumped each other's hips after the fact, but you never get that call in the NBA. Oh if, no, if I thought that was a legit that, call. No way! No, Did you yeah, see the replay? He acted like he acted like he got hit in the head. He is nothing. There was no contact. It was like their no, hips LeBron bumped, got him but... with the leg on the lower body. That's what it yeah, was. But it was yeah, That's but not it, what they called. They called it because he gave the head flop. It doesn't matter because it was after Jeff Green had blocked the ball. It doesn't really matter. I mean, you can like tackle a guy after <laughs> the initial block, and they usually don't call it in the NBA. I'm 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 not going to argue with you, but yeah, yeah. But then the other thing about De- Jeff Green, how do you play 38 minutes at the forward spot and get two rebounds in the NBA when you're 6'9"? Well, he's some, in somewhat defensive Jeff Green, uh, he did play some pretty good defense on DeRozan. Yeah, tonight. I mean, I can't remember who had the comment on the blog, like, he's great at guarding ones and twos and threes and terrible at guarding bigs. Yeah, fours and fives, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, he had that one where Ibaka... Was pump faked a three and then just drove right by him for a layup, yeah. and I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> this is terrible closeout!" Yeah. And Baca is their weak link too. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah, but he's good. Uh, like his perimeter defense, when you watch his hands and stuff on DeRozan, like he's pretty smart about it. Like he dinosaur armed himself, so he wasn't getting weird tic tac fouls. He's gonna be. He's gonna be Jordan Clarkson. Pet Jordan's pet suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, someone on the thread, I think it was Mike O, said after he hit that three that that made me cringe. Uh, <laughs> is to call him uh, Steph Green, and I, I told him I almost threw up in my mouth a little bit right there. Well, it's so funny because he had a couple games in that losing streak or that rough West Coast where it was like we were just all screaming like, "Stop taking threes! These are terrible yeah. shots." But uh, even yeah. worse is the guys that pass to him out there. I mean, it's just like why would you? <laughs> Yeah, like, what do you expect? <laughs> yeah, exactly. His, his, uh, his drives are pretty uh, – he has some unique drives where he gets bailed out by the refs. That's true. Like, Usually he like, finishes, he, though, and tonight he didn't finish so well. Yeah, but he'll, like, pull up from, like, 14 feet away and be, like, banking it, and somehow he gets to call. Yeah, yeah he's just he throwing has, it up. He's really herky-jerky, especially for a big guy. Like <sighs> – He's almost got like I'm trying to think of who's kind of got that herky jerky wing game. Um, 
DeRozan even a little bit is a little bit yeah, like DeRozan that. DeRozan does. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's like that in a in a power forward's body. <laughs> yeah, he's an, but who can't rebound. Yeah, he's such, such an enigmatic player. He's so weird. He used all, almost all his fouls tonight, though. He did, good. and well, especially since they didn't hardly foul at all in the first half. Yeah. And they had like five fouls in the first half, and they wound up with eighteen. So they definitely turned it up in the second. Yeah, and I think there was a great comment on on the thread as well about how the Cavs really didn't commit a lot of bad fouls down the stretch. It was more just bad calls. Oh, there were yeah. a lot of bad calls oh. down the stretch. I thought. Um. Yeah. Take take us through the uh, DeRozan initiate the contact and get the call thirty feet from the basket. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was no, that was that was kind of bogus, especially at that point in the game. But the refs were getting a little foul happy, at least for the Raptors. Yeah. I, LeBron did get pushed in the back by uh, Lowry on hit one of his dunks late in the yeah. game. And that's no an easy, call. that's an easy call. Like anytime you see a guy go up for a dunk and another guy puts his, you know, just gently grazes his back, they almost always call that. Yeah, uh, but not not. For LeBron, it looked uh, less like he was pushing him, more like he was raising his hands like a little kid, saying, "Pick me up, Dad." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah what it, was it's the... sorry. It's crazy how strong LeBron is. Like late in the game, like four different Raptor bigs were trying to tear the ball out of his hand, and he just he. I'm telling you, man, if LeBron would have played football, he'd be like top five all time NFL player at well, the whatever crazy thing about LeBron playing football is the guy like I feel like he could have probably played five different positions like he could have been oh, yeah. a defensive end or a linebacker oh, yeah. or even like the world he'd have probably been the greatest free safety of all time you yeah. Know? yeah or oh yeah or a receiver or tight end I think he'd have been an amazing quarterback uh he could have been the most devastating wide receiver the most devastating tight end he could have been the most devastating free safety. Yeah, he he's unbelievable, man. I I just can't believe how. But he's like the size of a defensive end. Like right, I can't exactly. believe like, at this age how he's still almost all. I mean, pretty much on any given night, he's the most like physically athletic, imposing player. He's like a man among among boys, like every night. Well, and you and you you realize that like I, I it it I, I've just become a joke now when you listen to NBA radio and they talk about well nobody's even close to James Harden. It's like well uh, I know LeBron I know LeBron had a bad month where he had on one and one half of the month it was just bad teammates and on the second half of the month it was new guys that were you know that were basically thrown into the team. You, aside from that one bad month, like. He's been the best player in the game. Like it's just not, it's not close. Like agree, James, uh, James Harden can't do half the things LeBron James can. No, I, I agree. Well, yeah. no one can. Yeah. Well, the other crazy thing is those guys are regular. Se- James Harden is a regular season player. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, you know. people are all excited about Houston now. Watch, dude. Like that. I mean, I, I don't care how banged up the Warriors are right now. I'd love to see Portland take it to them. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. That'd be nice. Better than they did last night. What happened last night? Uh, Houston, Houston, well, punked them on their own court last night. Oh they yeah, yeah, Portland. Yeah. Oh, did they end the winning streak then? Well, I don't know. Either they, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. 
I'll double I check. I mean, Houston's, Houston's for real, but yeah, I do want to see like them doing this in the playoffs because same with the Raptors, right? I, mean, I think the Raptors are for real, but you know, you gotta, you gotta show up in the playoffs. The Raptors are more for real than like the Hawks of, of 2015. I'll the... say, I'll say yes to that only because I think their top end talent is better than the Hawks was, but the Hawks were really good in 2015. I just think Toronto's deeper too. Hawks were pretty deep, but not this I just, deep. I just not, think they didn't Lally, have a van. They didn't have a Van Vliet coming off the bench. A guy who could put in a three from anywhere. Uh, you mean like Kyle Korver? <laughs> he was a starter. He started. Yeah. Okay. Remember they all went. All four of them were all stars that year. Yeah. So I just got some really uh, good... technicality. Uh, technicality, E.G. So in some other Cavalier good news. Um, the Charlotte Hornets shook off a 19-point halftime deficit to uh, top the Brooklyn Nets in uh, in in Charlotte. So uh, good. Wait, they came up on the yeah. Nets. Yeah, Charlotte yeah. came back and won. They were like doubled up on last yeah. night. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte had a 36-18 fourth quarter. Yeah. Wow. I don't know why they got so angry. I, hey. Like they're not going anywhere. I'll take it. Yeah. Oh no, trust me, I will too. But I don't know. I just I fail to believe that the Nets will be pick will be anything better than like about seventh. Well, yeah, yeah, I I agree. Especially when all these teams that they're playing against that are you know below them, like the Mavs the other night just laid down like dogs. So <laughs> it's I'm I will be so happy when the new playoff or the new lottery system goes into effect. Because it's like it's worse than it's ever been this year. A third of the league is just actively trying to lose every night. Yeah, it was just <laughs> such a stocked. There's so many good well, college players. Yeah, wait, yeah, you guys. Howard had 32 points and 32 rebounds in this game. Holy cow! <laughs> wait, wow. Two rebounds. Wait, That's wait. like a Will Chamberlain game. Yeah, Hold you want to talk click. about a regular season player? <laughs> I gotta click the article because the byline's wrong. Something. Oh no, something's wrong. It was 30, though. 32 yeah, and 30. 32 Dwight and 30. Howard was wow. Dwight Howard says 32 30. 2009, What did you say, Tom? I said Dwight Howard was much more than a regular season player in 2009. I, yeah. I refuse to believe that. It was all the, it was all the YOLO it the, shooters. It was so YOLO Petrus. Uh, skip to my Lou. Dude, that's what, that's what that UMBC reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, they were up like 12 with like three minutes, and you'd think maybe they'd be running out the clock. They're running down the court, jacking up transition threes, <laughs> contested. And I was like, oh, my gosh, shades of Petrus right here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> so, we, 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 we didn't talk about uh, Jose Calderon. Jose Calderon, who's been fantastic as a starting point guard. Yeah. Four of four from three tonight. Who would have oh. thought? Jose oh, yeah. is good, like still. He can't move left to right, but he is, he might be one of the like top ten fastest players in the league. He's still so. a good shooter too. You know what? Yeah, he, I don't think he's one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah, I don't know. About it, that. it reminds me of like the whole NFL thing with forty speed and game speed. <clears throat> like Jose has a fast game speed. You know what I mean? Like if you put him on a track, probably most players would beat him, but. He just knows how to be fast with the ball in his hands and yeah. just get up and down the court. Yeah. 
And and let's look at Jose's last five games. He's been phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, the Cavs have won four of the last five. Uh, Jose, seven and a half points, 4.3 assists, 50% from the field, 64% from three. Um, yeah, and and also kicking it with 3.3 rebounds. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's been – and that's in four games. So, yeah, Dude, he's, he's 47% from three for the year. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yo, he had that one tonight, that rainbow shot that my wife was is like, that's no good. And it, because it went so high it, on the TV, it looked like it was long. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it was gorgeous. He, he is Chris shooting the lights out. Did Chris confuse him with uh, Bill Russell? Big <laughs> Scott. Big Scott. Big Scott. <laughs> hey, cut my wife some slack, man. She, I love the callbacks. She gets up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work uh, from, from like 4.30 to 4.30. So I, I, I got to cut her some slack when it's 9 at night and she's watching Jose call her own. <laughs> Good for her, though. She's still watching. Uh, oh, yeah. well, tomorrow's her day off. So okay. <laughs> she was uh, she, she needed to see her boy, Kevin Love, play, play another game. So. Oh my gosh. Love that quick release. That is something that he has developed in his oh, yeah. time as a Cavalier because he always had such a long load up. And, uh, that, that shot tonight, that was a shot that I, I honestly, 2014, 2015, maybe even 2016, he would probably pump fake that and maybe pass it up, maybe try to draw a foul. And tonight, man, no hesitation. I mean, it was a hard closeout. Soon as he got it, he was firing, splashed through the net. That's like the evolution of Kevin Love embracing. But you know what the other side of that is is that is the Kyle Korver shooting coach effect too. Yeah, I, I wonder if you like looked at the teams Korver's been on if there's actually the Kyle Korver effect. Yeah, I doubt it actually. <laughs> but I have seen him help so many of the Cavs shooters. Like they've gotten so much better. Like LeBron. From from downtown since Corver's been here, it's just been phenomenal. And, well, and yeah. three point shot has really improved. Oh, especially from the top of the key to the left wing. It's just he's just it's, he's his lower body's quieter. He's always had pretty decent rotation, but now um, he's just more centered. His elbows in. Yeah, it, it looks really good. In fact, tonight, remember when LeBron? Like almost pulled up from like eight feet behind the line, but then he pump faked and pat. Or he didn't pump fake, but he jumped past it to Jr. I actually wanted LeBron to take that shot. That's how much better of a three point shooter he's become. You know what I'm talking about near the end, where oh, yeah. yeah, and then Jr. like had a crazy uh, crossover, but he missed the jumper. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all Jr. is like. That's his only game anymore. He's crazy crossover into a jumper. Yeah, when he goes inside, it is a disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I so, was so having Tom, trouble to watching. I don't know yeah, if yeah. Any, anybody's got the Spurs game on in the background, but I did just see the Billy Zobka uh, Cobra Kai series uh, preview <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on the commercials. So yeah, it is not a myth. It exists. It is a legend. I think it looks good. I want to watch it. <laughs> I'm not paying for YouTube bread for that. Yeah, not either. <laughs> um, so is it just 
is it is it Larry Drew? Is he just a better head coach? Larry Drew's rotations are better. I'll say that. Well, certainly seems like it. Well, he can adjust too, right? I think it's. I think having Kevin Love back is really huge. Honestly, oh, it I is. think they were yeah. they were missing him so much lately. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, Larry Drew. I think the team had maybe tuned, uh, flew out a little bit. There, there seemed to be a little animosity there. Well, Lou's not the guy to have a team where you have like forty-seven different people, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. starting lineup one year. Like yeah. he's the wrong for that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I liked I liked what came out where George Hill and George Hill's comments. He said, "Yeah, uh, at at, at, Larry, at halftime, Larry Drew read us the riot act because we gave up seventy-nine points." I like I, 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 you know, just to hear a player just say that. Look, maybe Tyloo does that, but you never hear that. You know, you never hear like Tyloo like yell at us about this. It's always, it's always Larry Drew or Phil Handy. Like it's it's the assistant guys that that are like yelling at these guys and saying, "What are you doing? Like you're not going to win this game if you're going to you're going to give up almost eighty points and a half." <laughs> I think Lou I love that. I love a... that we're talking about eighty points and a half. It's like yeah, that's such an crazy. insane number. Like yeah, the comment on the blog was like, if they can only huddle them under a hundred <laughs> by the end of the third quarter, they could <laughs> yeah, <And> they did. <laughs> they yeah. did. They held them to ninety nine. <laughs> Lou has like a good overarching view, but I don't know if he's necessarily like the best guy to execute like what he wants done. Well, I think the other thing about Lou is he just does not give a crap about the regular season. And I, and I think it has led the team develop a lot of bad habits that yeah. it, it takes them some games to get out of their system. Like, like I even like posted a special comment on the, on the thread when Jeff Green finally got a rebound in the fourth quarter. It was like, it was like he actually put a body on somebody and got a defensive rebound. It was amazing. <laughs> so yeah. And, and I feel like, like a better coach or a, at least a more engaged coach, let's put it that way, would, would have called him out on that sooner. But is, isn't he like, didn't he date Tyloo's daughter? Jeff Ooh. Green? Jeff Green wasn't that what? a thing? I don't, I don't know about up. that. No way. That, no, no, no. no it was Tyloo's like forty. How old no, no. It was Doc weird. Rivers' daughter. Doc Rivers' daughter. Okay, Sorry. I was gonna say. Yeah, Wait, that was the like, other thing. Like, I didn't realize Tyloo's only like forty-one. Illegal in every state except New Mexico or something. Tyloo's only forty-one, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't think Tyloo has any kids, does he? I I don't know. I don't know. I I meant Doc Rivers, but I said Tyloo because. And Ty Lue was on the staff then. Was on Doc's uh, staff then. I don't think Jeff Green dated Doc Rivers' daughter. <laughs> you just, Nate's just making stuff. <laughs> Wham with the right hand, David Wood. Yeah, I, I just Googled it. So. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Fake, Maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. It's just uh, a Paul George offering money to strippers search result. That That was like the most deadpan (laughs) delivery in in Cavs the Podcast history. 
<laughs> He's trying to be respectful to his elders. <laughs> Come on, David, you're a veteran. You can you can talk some smack to Grandpa Nate. It's okay. <laughs> Wait, so Nate, so Nate, did you watch the halftime of? Uh... San Antonio game to see if Paul Pierce oh, ate no, the crow. I didn't see if he ate any crow. No, because by the time it started, I was uh, I was on this podcast. But right, oh, uh, okay. Because Paul Pierce talking about how the Sixers are going to take out the Cavs in the first round. <laughs> in in I hate that ESPN studio show. Oh, me too. Yeah, Rachel Nichols can't stand her. Paul Pierce, Jalen Rose is awful. ESPN, I mean, uh, other than Green, uh, Van Gundy and um, Doris Burke, Doris and, uh, oh my gosh, oh, I'm becoming Nate, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Jackson, Mark Jackson, other than those four, I, ESPN's, oh, Win, Windhorse, Whoa. Windhorse, you, you can't put Mark Jackson in there, Mark I, Jackson's I, I, I think Mark Jackson's great. <laughs> Oh, he's oh, wham. Oh, the worst. Oh, I, I he's think the worst. Oh, come on. He's the worst. When he was openly campaigning for the Cavs job. Yeah, in well, that's true. No, that's true. That doesn't mean he's the any worst. Team. Oh, no, he's a good analyst. Come no, on. he's not. Are you kidding? Saying, Le- saying LeBron is awesome like 30 times does not no, make Mama, there goes that man. No, he is a Hand good down, contest. man down. <laughs> Look, he is the perfect contrast to Van Gundy, who gets so absorbed in the minutia of, like, <laughs> off-ball fouls. Like, we're watching Game 7 of the NBA Finals. <laughs> I knew Finals, you were going to go there. The greatest <laughs> game in NBA history, and Van Gundy's like, oh, blah, 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 like, to use their time out there. It's like, oh, my gosh, are you going to talk about Kyrie's shot? No, you're going to talk about, like, seven-second violations or something. It's ridiculous. better than hearing Hubie Brown say, I could use a timeout. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, they can't, Hubie. Dude, oh. Hubie Brown talks nonstop during the broadcast. He ruins the game. Yeah, he should have retired. And he's got time. and he's got like an adopted son on every team the Cavs seem to play Hubie. on national television. Hubie like, is like Bill Wall minus fun. He, was yeah. Hubie the and the drugs. on the game yeah. tonight? I didn't have yes. the yeah. It was yeah. It was Hubie and the poor guy. Was it Mark Davis or whatever has to yeah, suffer he, next to him? He's actually not bad. I kind of he's not bad, but he's got to put up with Hubie. I yeah. Hubie you guys Brown's hate Mark Jackson. I think he's a very good animal. No, Mark Jackson is terrible, man. Oh man, I I always enjoy listening to those three. Other than Mark when Jack- Gunny wants to hear himself talk. Mark Jackson's yeah. a Kobe fan. I can't believe you're siding with him. Oh, oh wow. David changes, is on fire tonight. This changes everything. <laughs> Rings. Yeah. This is, this is David's I have to come up tonight. I have to reevaluate in light of that. David. Did any of you guys see the LeBron quote after the game? Because I missed it because I had to go out. I had to run outside. But um, he said something. They asked him about his – I think it was Cassidy Hubbard was asking him, like, what his motivation was in year 15. And he said something like, y'all, you know, do you believe me yet? Or what, something like that. Did you see that? No, I, uh, heard, I heard about it a little. Yeah. Like, it's all, what, it rings? Is that what he said? Something like that, yeah. Bringing rings to the land or something like yeah, that. I don't know. rings to the land, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so, crazy. So I'm going to end up number one in points and, like, number three in assists, number one in playoff scoring, number one in playoff wins. His, his he's gonna be just he's gonna play another five or six years or more and Is it that long yeah I mean he's playing right now like he's twenty seven 
Yeah, that's true. If LeBron dedicated himself to the post, he could easily get another like eight years. But it's not a post the- league anymore, David. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't matter. The way that like, when you can pass and shoot threes like he can, yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to play in the post. Other than some kind of weird Achilles injury or something, he is. You shut your mouth, Tom Pestak. Just edit that out. <laughs> well, he did. He did say, he did say that he wanted. He did. He has been talking lately about playing with his kid. Oh, good. which would be that'd, awesome that'd be, to see. Be awesome. So that's that'd at least be, that's six that'd years. Be amazing. Because his son's thirteen now, I think so. I think if the one and done is still in in effect, he'd be have to be nineteen to play with LeBron. Well, he could skip a grade too. I mean, this is the age of Tom Brady. <laughs> LeBron is breaking convention. Yeah. So if we if we all sit here and think, well, yeah, but Father Time, yeah, yeah, I agreed, but he's breaking convention. LeBron, I just feel like I feel like what LeBron puts himself through on a nightly basis is a little more difficult than what Tom Brady does standing back in the pocket and just throwing the ball. Oh, agreed. But, I'm, and he's also a different caliber of athlete. Well, and all it's I'm a saying different is set up too, because it's just, you're just a target. Like LeBron is never a target. Like a quarterback is you're at the mercy of everyone. Oh, I don't know. He's got four guys bearing down on him as he drives to the hoop every time. Yeah. And I, yeah, no, they're not with you. And like tonight, you saw a foul where somebody eighty-two early, games undercut him early. Eighty-two games yeah. versus sixteen. Yeah, so Lowry undercut him earlier. No, no, early I saw in the it. game, and it's like you know, eighty percent of the league they'd be on their butts, and LeBron just kind of catches his balance and ends up back on his feet. It's like the guy is amazing. Yeah, he's yeah. he's incredible. Well, no, I'm just I sure as, I sure as heck enjoy watching him play, especially in games like tonight. Oh, I yeah. mean, given how many just minutes he has on his body, LeBron should be like basically 30% of what he's doing right now, which would still make him a, a rotation player in the NBA, right? Like like every other 34-year-old that has, you know, well, there's no other 34-year-olds that have played as many minutes as he has. But, you know, there's just a certain point at which, yeah, your body just starts he, to... He'd be Vince he, Carter right now. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. Has, well, he, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson, there you go, I like it. He has, like, the genetics, though, and, like, all the stuff about him, how much he spends to upkeep his body. Like, he's the perfect amount. Like, yeah, he has some hubris to him, but the dude knows how to take care of himself and knows his, he just knows he has to work on himself constantly. And he does. And yeah. I, yeah. it's. That, I think that's a really underrated point for him. That Windhorst article was really good about how a couple years ago, it looked like he might eventually succumb to back issues, and now they're just gone. <laughs> After training with the Navy SEAL. Yeah. So yeah, that's and, then, and then it gets popped in the back twice tonight. So yeah. thanks, Wendy. It didn't affect him, though, on those dunks towards yeah. the end. No, it didn't. It didn't affect so did him we at the free throw line. So beat this game to death yet? or I, I feel like... So, yeah, anything else we need to talk? Let's talk a little bit about Toronto... Anybody on that team scare you? Like, no, do you yeah. feel like oh, they yeah. can give the Cavs a series? Oh, yeah. They'll give no. the Cavs a series. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the Cavs will win. David but... just firing away. <laughs> I, love hot, gonna... I love hot take David. <laughs> so, so, wait. you Do you think Ojale is going to stop LeBron? You mean no. Ananobi? No, none of them or, are going to stop LeBron. Ojale is on the Celtics. Ananobi. Yeah. Yeah. Either one. But still, like that in the end, that's what it's going to come down to for getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
No one can stop LeBron. The yeah. only guy that scares me is the guy that didn't play tonight. It's, they uh, remind me. They remind me of yeah. CJ Miles didn't play. He always torches the Cavs. They remind me of the Bulls in uh, 2015, where you had Rose was still pretty good, Butler was a budding star, and then they were deep. And right. the Cavs were down two one, and you know if it wasn't for Jr. going crazy in the third quarter, and then LeBron hitting that shot, and the refs not calling David Blatt for a technical. I mean, the Cavs they'll go down three one, and who knows what happens? Yeah. So I mean, they've got two guys that are legit all stars, and they're deep. And they yeah. play well together. Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about. Yeah, and Kyrie, tonight, Kyle tonight Lowry. aside, they're a, tonight aside, they're a top five defense, or they yeah. have been. Yeah, and I Kyle res- Lowry's a ten times better shooter than Derrick Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. I respect well, Toronto, but too. but like this is the NBA. There's five guys on the floor at a time. And like, I'm not I'm not saying like I. I predict the Cavs will lose. I'm saying I could see it going six or seven. Oh, I mean it went it went six when the Raptors weren't nearly this good, and they just stole two in Toronto, and the Cavs just weren't really taking them seriously. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the Cavs got to take them seriously every game now. Yeah, they do. They do. They will, and they will. And I think that there's nothing LeBron likes more than a than a game one on the opponent's court. Yeah, just like what he did to Atlanta a couple years ago. We just go. You go there. You cut their heart out, and then the rest of the series is in, is tilts in your favor. And I, I I don't disagree with Tom. I think they're deep enough. They've got enough good shooters. They've completely overhauled what they do now. I mean, they shot. They took thirty four threes tonight. Cavs took twenty four. Yeah. Like that's a lot of threes. And granted, the Cavs didn't have Kyle Korver out there, and they and they and you know they were they're missing a couple guys, but. Still, like thirty-four threes for the Toronto Raptors is insane. But if you they think about that, they average almost. They no, average no, but I'm saying like we haven't had a chance to see the Raptors much this year because they yeah. they'd only played one game against the Cavs. And but and and I've I've been trying to watch a little bit more of them recently, and I'm just stunned with how uh, Casey has really kind of changed the dynamic of the team, where it's not all about Lowry and DeRozan trying to score Mid-range. you know 40, 40, yeah. point, 40 points a night. It's they've got every, they have really balanced scoring. They have a lot of guys that can put the bat, bat ball in the hoop. They have a lot of guys. I mean, Van Vliet kind of scares me off the bench shooting threes. Like that guy was, that guy was on fire in the first half. He cooled off a bit. He missed a couple of wide open ones in the second half that would have made yeah. tonight. He got but dead legs. He did. Well, but the then other, the other Lowry, thing about, Lowry wasn't missing at all from three. The other thing about Van Vliet is he is. Uh, really good. He's a good point guard. I mean, he had five assists, no turnovers tonight. Was was getting the team and driving and kicking and doing all that. Yeah. Um, he's got a bit of like a uh, early Darren Williams kind of a game. And and I had the Cavs feed, not the ESPN feed. Um, and, Lucky you. Oh, I know it's so much better. <laughs> but uh, one of the things they were talking about was how Toronto's done a really good job of you know Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell and Delon Wright and. Lucas Nowera, um, just basically developing this whole bench from within and, you know, taking the long view on all their draft picks and, and really doing a great job of developing them. And they, they're kind of like the Spurs North like that. You know what I mean? Like just really a great talent development and scouting system that's, that's delivered a lot of playable players for them. So, yeah. but. Well, but, and they know how to play defense typically. And you yeah. can tell that 
probably just like a little bit of dead legs, a little bit of tiredness. But yeah. Cavs definitely wanted to look like they wanted to just take it to them and surprise them a little bit. Because yeah. I think Toronto was probably looking at this saying like, well, they got five guys out, and you know, we this should be we should be able to to take this one down. Yeah, but, and, uh, and I'll say probably right now with Kyrie injured, DeMar DeRozan's probably the scariest guy besides LeBron in the Eastern Conference. Like, yeah, he's a guy who can win a game, you think Giannis? Yeah. The thing scary, about Giannis is he's not a closer. Yeah, no, you're right, he's not. But And, and that's why Giannis doesn't scare me as much, because I feel like you get in a close game against Milwaukee, uh, you can find right. a way to win. Like tonight down the stretch you just wouldn't have been worried about it but like yeah. i was a little worried i'm like man like derozan can he's he can be clutch especially yeah shooting. he had a big shot wow. that still can't hit he hit was not an outside. easy shot derozan gets like he can finish a game off like actual skill whereas i think giannis is a lot more physical talent still yeah like he's gonna get there but he's just not there yet yeah yeah i agreed but here's the big reason that Toronto is not going to beat the Cavs. They have too many guys with stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why the Cavs will win. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that and the fact that they're in their heads. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Oh, the Cavs definitely in their heads. The Cavs, the Cavs are way more like the Cavs are really like what the Pistons were to the Cavs. You know, but like even more so because the Pistons never had like that uh, that LeBron level scorer. You know, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's more like he's the. I guess they're the. Was it the? Um, well, I sorry, Tom. The the sort of like Kobe Lakers to their to their uh, uh, Phoenix Suns or or uh, Portland Trailblazers, the Pippen Trailblazers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, now we've beaten this game to death. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so uh, where do you guys see the Cavs finishing the season? Are they going to finish in third? I hope four? so. Yeah, I hope they finish third. Third or fourth. I actually well, wouldn't mind seeing them in fourth. I'd much rather play Washington in the first round than Philly. I don't know. Philly, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, form, yeah, I, Philly, I'm not. Anytime it's a first year making it to the playoffs, teams, you know, they're kind of like happy to be there. That well, Philly crazy. makes Philly makes a lot of dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. You know, where, whereas the the Wizards have been there before, and, oh, yeah. and they have guys that can really fill it up. When you know, I don't think either one of them would beat the Cavs, but but actually, I, I will say this: if Kyrie doesn't come back in, in the regular season, if they just sit him out and say. You know what? We're just going to give him as much time with his knee. You know, there's 12 games left, 11 games left. That's fine. It's not inconceivable that Cavs could catch Celtics if the Celtics start to drop a few games. Ah, uh, you see, they won. Uh, they won the other night. Yeah, that that should be that's embarrassing for OKC, man. <laughs> like that's just that was just terrible. OKC coasts even more than the Cavs. Like you see, the Cavs <laughs> yeah, they throw games away. <laughs> OKC is even worse. They had some really bad calls, though, against they, them. They are kind of like the Cavs of the West. <laughs> yeah. <it was> like... <laughs> but the funny thing is the West is so tight that if they did what the Cavs did, you know, if the Cavs were out West, they would not be able to. Like, they'd be out of the playoffs if they just took games off like they do in the East. Well, it's funny. the Utah was up to fifth yesterday before they lost. <laughs> yeah. They, they dropped from fifth to eighth. Yeah. 
you believe that? You saw in Indiana, like what these teams are doing despite losing their best players. Like, I well, just, you, Utah just kind of leaned into. Well, they leaned into their defense, and they got they lucked out. They got lucked out with drafting probably the yeah. uh, arguably the rookie of the it's, year. In it's Utah. him. It's between him and Ben Simmons for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Utah's so, got a Utah's got a good like their offensive system's really solid. Right. Well, the other just thing, ask, just ask Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, got his pals exactly. back. <laughs> well, no, he still can't shoot. He just yeah, is—he's a defensive role player. But the other he's guy, he's functional though. No, but you put Jay Crowder next to next to Rudy Gobert and and uh, what's his name? Nate's favorite point guard of all time, Ricky Rudy. And, and all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, he's he's a defensive stalwart again. Yeah, and well, and the, another guy playing out of his mind is Joe Ingles. I mean, Joe yeah, Ingles is leading the NBA in three-point shooting. Yeah, Joe Ingles is a, a spot of hope for all tubby white people. <laughs> like, like six eight, three hundred pounds. <laughs> he beer drinking, be beer drinking Australian. He will Fighting be in around like the three world. years. Yeah, he's also balding. He's got MPB. Yeah. He's like the Australian Boris Dio. <laughs> <laughs> or the Australian Dick Scott. <laughs> there, hey, there's only one Dick Scott. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so we're 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 thinking third or fourth for the Cavs in the East? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I was well, looking no, at it again. There's six games there's six games behind Boston. I think they'd have they'd have to win out and Boston would have to lose at least like yeah. like seven of their last 11 games, so probably not going to happen. Did you guys hear the talk that like Kyrie might be done for the season if they have to take the screws out of his knee? I heard regular season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's they, just they're, not, they're not planning on him missing the playoffs. No, I mean, he's got to get surgery at some point to clean up that whatever's left in there. That's Even Ainge has said that, but whether it's... get screws taken out and be back in like eight weeks? Well, you wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I think I think I think they'll I think they'll see where they're at, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they if they let him sit the rest of the season, and then brought him back for the playoffs, and you know they maybe get taken out by a you know by a Heat team that gets hot. Kelly Kelly Olynyk having a revenge game. So Dude, I'm telling you, the Pacers question. are going to be a tough out. Here's an interesting question. So if you're Kyrie and you're sitting there with a possibly bum knee do you think about signing an extension in boston rather than no way. Wait. why would you how many know. years does he have left i think he has it two years he's got another year after this one yeah he had what he had with the caps they didn't they didn't re they didn't extend him yet right i'm so saying he, this coming summer would you think about an extension well the celtics will i don't know if Kyrie will although yeah. i'm not so sure you know that danny age will who knows yeah after the whole isaiah experience i I think the players, he might actually, because the way the salary cap's going, like this offseason's going to be pretty nuts. Like, I don't think any guys are really going to get paid that aren't supposed to. Well, yeah, and, and everybody's kind of saving for the next year. It, and, I mean, they're saving for the next year, but I don't think the cap's going to bounce like how teams expect it to. Like, it but he's stay, still, it I think he still, he still qualifies for the Supermax in two years, or in, a, in another, yeah, that's true, the year after next, right? So yeah. whether it's with the Celtics or 
uh, or the Lakers make an aggressive play for him in 2019 when they don't get LeBron this summer. <laughs> when when they when they max out Julius Randle and uh, Isaiah Thomas, and Isaiah Thomas, and then stretch him yeah. the next year. So, I think some team's going to get Julius Randle at a steal. Oh, I they agree with gonna, you. They aren't going to sign him. I, it, he might be haveable for like eight mil a year. No way. He'll take a shorter term deal than do that. Who? Because a lot of times you're going to have cap room in 2019. Isn't he? He's a free agent though this summer. He restricted. Yeah, but the Lakers aren't going. But they're not going to match. Yeah, they're not going to match. They can't. They have to clear cap space so they can they can pick up Paul George and make a run at LeBron. I can honestly see a team like the Blazers maybe offering no, him some Blazers money. No, the Blazers don't have the cap room to do it. They're in cap hell. Yeah, they're they're hard cap. No, a lot of yeah, people are saying the Mavs. Mavs would be a smart team for him, though. Yeah, they <laughs> they could win fifty two games next year. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, actually, well, the other guy that'll be in play uh, who didn't get extended, they were talking about today. Uh, was uh, Jabari Parker? He can stay healthy. Yeah, that that's Jabari's a like a a more rotund Julius Randle with a better offensive skills. He, he, that's, you're all about the weight tonight. I don't I think he's rotund. Fat shaming uh, David Wood. I mean, he he it's, is. He could lose a little weight. I'll give yeah. David. He just, that. Yeah, he just came off back to back ACL injuries. The I funny thing about Jabari Parker, I think is, the fat shaming is coming. I've been watching wrestling a lot, <laughs> and there's like this whole plot where like the women are fat shaming each other. And, like, I want to be against it, but I really dislike one of the wrestlers, so I've just kind of been like, oh, man, she sucks. Not because she's fat, though. <laughs> so, uh, what I was going to say about Jabari Parker is, like, the guy's not even, what, 24 yet? And he looks like he's 32. Like, he's he's kind of a little paunchy, and he's hairline. got Greg, Greg Oden disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but only Greg uh, Oden has Greg Oden disease. He more has... Did you, did you see they showed Greg Oden watching the Ohio State game the other no. night? No. What did he look lost? like? He looks he like looks he's like 100. Bill Russell now. He looks like he's a hundred. Yeah, he looks like Dick Scott now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he does he does look like Dick Scott? Yeah, I just he, remember how much he looked like old LeBron from the Nike LeBron. Career. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It hasn't looks, changed. He it's, looks it's, really it's, ancient. It's impossible wow. to believe that he and KD are the same age too. But right. man, yeah, because they came out in the same draft. That's the insane yep. thing. Who so took him? Portland. Portland yeah, took him Portland. instead of taking Durant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, fail. I don't totally blame fail. him. <laughs> no, that was that was the the draft that Bill Simmons never let us forget that he wanted Durant that year. Oh yeah, the same Bill Simmons that wanted Derek Williams instead of Kyrie, and the same Bill Simmons that's beefing with Dwayne Wade right now. Yeah, I know, I know, I love I, it. I have to give my stupid, my Bill Simmons rant here. This turd talked <laughs> about chemistry. Me, he talked about chemistry for like 700 pages. Yeah. That were like not unsufferable yeah. back in the day. But come on, he's going to crap on the cast for all the trades and not consider chemistry. Right. Oh, yeah, that's his. He, like, he, 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 oh, he, he used a different take every day of the week. Yeah, that makes me so mad, though, because that's his whole thing about well, my the biggest, secret of basketball. My biggest thing when I just lost it with Simmons was when he just kept dogging the Cavs as an organization in 2014 
And I'm thinking, and then he like flipped out when they won the lottery again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thinking like, you know what? They actually tried. Like all you've done the last five years is bitch about tanking. And the Cavs, say what you want about them. They sure as hell didn't tank. They were trading away the future to get Lou Aldang that season, perhaps. Uh, someone mixing a drink in the background or something? I think no. David, David's on a tramp steamer. <laughs> but at any rate, I mean, he, he went off about how unfair it was that the Cavs, you know, lucked into another lottery pick. And I'm thinking, look, the Cavs tried like hell or high water to make the playoffs, and they didn't. Yeah. So this completely goes against, like, your ethos of the last – 10 years, which is you can't stand tanking. Yeah. Well, the team that actually didn't tank won the lottery, so you should be happy about it. And instead, yeah. he just like flipped out. He's a sad, TV. bitter man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the Bill Simmons shaking his head and getting mad when the Cavs won the lottery. Oh, like, yeah. the, the, the gif of I that is that. the absolute... I, I use a gif all the time. I use it's, a gif all the time. It's a gif. No, it's, it's gif. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Jeff is the peanut butter, Tom. Jeff is the peanut butter, Tom. I'm gift fluid, all right? <laughs> At least you don't say GIF. The, the only losers say GIF. <laughs> That's just a cop-out to actually pronouncing it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the real reason we had this podcast. So oh, do you not want to even get oh. into it, EG? No, no go no, ahead. No, That's fine. I'm excited for this. No, okay. David's all all excited. <laughs> David's so. got charts. <laughs> so the um a local radio station this week had a bit started a bit of a controversy when they talked about the top five Cleveland athletes of the last twenty years and what was it? They left Joe Thomas off the list, right? Was that was that it, E. G. Did I get that right? Yes. Yeah. And uh and so we David and EG and I and and Tom you can weigh in on this uh kind of are like going back and forth on who are the top 5. And I think we all can agree number 1 is LeBron James. I there's no argument, right? Yep. Last 20 years. I don't know. Smarto Samuels might have something to say <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh wait, wait, before we get into this real just real quick. Uh Bill Simmons just tweeted, when should I start freaking out about Kyrie's knee? Yesterday <laughs> or give it a few more days? <laughs> you, should Sorry, just tweet, you should just tweet him a picture of Larry Nance dunking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here he is. Here's another another gem from, from old Billy. Any team with good guards is going to destroy this goofy Cleveland team offensively. We saw it 10 days ago with Portland, too. It's been happening all season. There's no on-off switch for this. They absolutely stink defensively. Well, except I wonder if he posted except that in the first half. There is an on-off switch, and they turned it on in the second he half. He posted, he posted it at 5.38 Western time, so it would have been right around halftime. Yeah. Well, that's the, <laughs> Sorry, watched, Billy. Here's what happened. He watched Paul Pierce. At the best the, was the how much he... Like went crazy about the Cavs trade sucking, and then the very next day the Cavs beat the Celtics in Boston by like forty. Yeah, and he was and he was he was real quiet on Twitter that night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And All right, so I didn't is, mean to interrupt you, Nate. So no, but I, I will say the... the Cavs totally do have a switch, and because oh, yeah. the guy who has the switch is LeBron James. Like you can just tell when he's not giving a crap on defense. <laughs> And the rest of the team doesn't give a crap either. I mean, it's yeah. just so obvious. Like, 
when he stares at Fred Van Van Vliet from twenty feet away and just tries to yeah okay he's gonna miss oh I guess he didn't miss you know so. you're right <laughs> so, well and I think I mean he does have a point that the Cavs are bad at defending the perimeter but I think um, you know if you get good George Hill and you get Chetty Osman healthy they're a lot better than they've been most of the season for sure and Larry Nance. Because oh, yeah. having somebody like Nance on the inside is going to give guards pause driving driving the lane all the time. Well, and not only that is you're actually going to be able to rebound a miss, you know, right. as opposed to Jeff Green. You know, <laughs> loving Nance in there is going to be so much better. Uh, what are you laughing about? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm playing Rocket <laughs> What is wrong with you, Tom? <laughs> so Tom is one of the top five athletes of Cleveland sports history in the last 20 years for his Rocket League career. Yeah, yeah. So all of our number one is LeBron James. So yep. Yeah, so, I don't think there's much to dispute that. So who's your number two, E.G.? Honestly, I, 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 gotta, I would say... Probably Joe Thomas. Okay. Okay. And I'll defend it by saying this that Joe Thomas was is a Hall of Famer. Like he'll be he will be in the Hall of Fame the minute he's able to be in five years. Yeah. Like the he'll, be like, he'll be like Anthony already. Munoz, right? Like a guy who Yeah, but like Anthony glory. Munoz is one of the greatest Bengals ever. Yeah, but never played on a like played on one good team ever. Yeah, well that's fine. But like but but and again, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just clarifying. I'm just what no, but I'm saying. Same position did he play? Or same position, he... left tackle. Oh, okay. I'm gonna but, throw you guys a curveball. Well, hold on. But so so Joe Thomas played what ten thousand three hundred and sixty three straight snaps in the most violent sport on the planet, arguably outside of maybe rugby or Australian ultimate, football or ultimate fighting. Or sure, if you call that a sport, uh, <laughs> but. Any, any, the guy played through, played through injuries, both nagging and severe. It, it took, it took him tearing a, a, a what was it, a, 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 a muscle in his arm to stop from playing. I don't know. I mean, the guy, the guy was an absolute. We talk about like Tristan Thompson being an Iron Man. Like Joe Thomas was an absolute Iron Man at one of the most difficult positions in one of the hardest sports to play and most grueling. And he wa- and he was able to walk away from it after eleven years of basically being the best at his position all all but one of those years, and it was his last one because he got injured and missed ten games. Yeah, you but, make a convincing case. I mean, yeah, you you're not allowed to go next, Tom, because you're going to steal mine. Oh, am I? I yeah, already gave totally, it away. Yeah. I already buried the lead. You did, and you're going to steal mine. <laughs> so, David, who's your number two? I put Stipe. Oh! Yeah. All yeah, right, I'm so, with you. I'm with you. So, all right. So, he has the title defense thing. That's amazing. And, like, on top of that, like, I've done some, like, I've done jujitsu for a long time now, and I've done kickboxing. And, like, the dude works another job, and he's just whooping people's butts. Like, like what else does he do? He's a he's firefighter. A firefighter. He's still that. a full, he's a full-time yeah. firefighter. In Cleveland, yeah. like, and he just okay, trains. That, that is pretty bad, badass. Yeah, <laughs> like he just tra- like I'm sure he's training full time, 
But like from everything I've read about him and I've heard from people, because I know some people that have trained with him, like he's not like in the gym like 24 hours a day. Like the dude shows up, trains a reasonable amount. He has fighting camps and stuff. But like he's just a regular like dude. Like he's pounding beers, watching sports games, and hanging out like we would. Like he is a total beast. Like and like you watched him against the last fight against that Francis Nagama guy. That guy. Is, that guy was like a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a physical specimen, and yeah, Stipe took some, yeah, he, he took just, shots. Yeah. And he just yeah. recovered and was like. Calm, cool, collected. Yeah. Like Stipe is like Goku. Like it doesn't. He, you just keep throwing more powerful enemies at him, and he just like still wins. He's just like super smart, super collected, and like he's just and he, completely and he's, like personified. And he also has just the best technique because he was a wrestling champion for. He, you know, the, he's not the best wrestler ever. He was like a he wrestled at Cleveland State, which is a good program, but. He's he also played. Like, it ain't a, it ain't a Big Ten school. No, but he's still damn good. But like the thing with him is is he's like doing his normal day to day life, and I think for, as far as that goes, like he reps Cleveland hard, and like so, he's just a regular so Joe, which I appreciate. Intrinsic. He 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 channels the Cleveland ethos. Yes, like he's just a cool dude. But so does like, Joe Thomas. I, I would say all three of these guys we've discussed are very yeah. channel the Cleveland ethos. Oh, uh, LeBron is Hollywood as hell, man. I but <laughs> but I feel like LeBron has but he changed is Cleveland. the he is Cleveland. He's changed the Cleveland ethos. Yeah, that, like he's right. bent the way, Cleveland yeah. ethos to his will. Yeah, you're, you're right. Oh, I like it. I like it. That could be the title <laughs> of this uh, podcast. Yeah. Who's who do you have for number two, Nate? Uh, I so. I'm going to go a different direction because my two and my three are really close, but I'm going to go Kyrie. Uh, oh, come Mr. on. Mr. Glass, Mr. Mr. Can't, can't play more no. than 50 games a year. The Cavs no, do not win the true. first championship in 52 years unless Kyrie plays out of his mind for four straight games or three straight games in the NBA Finals, along with LeBron James. LeBron James didn't do it by himself. Kyrie Irving was 1B on that team. And for those three games, he gets to the number two spot. Part of being a great athlete is being – it's – what is it? Uh, The the, the most important part of ability is availability. Yeah, and Nate, you can't – Say they were one A and one B when LeBron led everyone in like points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. That well, doesn't. That doesn't look, have. LeBron's been no, great since he no joined the league. B to that. LeBron's been great since he joined the league. I rem- I still remember the early years with Kyrie when he had such great potential, but but didn't have didn't have the mental acuity, didn't have the the physical. Uh, you know, taking care of himself ability, like all of these things. Yes, you're right. He had, he had that, that amazing series that he will always have a place in, in Cleveland sports, sports. Team. But honestly, like if you have, if you, you have to look at the whole body of work and if, if I'm looking at the whole body of work, Kyrie Irving is a really talented, but injury prone 
point guard. I don't guard. have to look at the whole body of work. There are no well, rules for this. For, for top five of all time, for top, for top five the last 20 years, you do. Nate, uh, like, I'm a defender. Yeah, we come out of here. Nate, you can just start muting people. You have the power. <laughs> yeah, you could, you guys are You guys are hating hard. Like, Kyrie made the team watchable for two years. Yeah. Did he, though? A break. They were not watchable. They were awful. Oh, the Lakers made that team watchable because they actually oh. tried. Dion did, but I mean, one. as Dion's being so a writer awesome. for a Cavs blog, Tom, you know he made it watchable. I, I, Kyrie's I, in my top ten. He's not in my top five. He made it watchable if you were watching the All-Star game or YouTube clips of USA practices. Watching Kyrie not play defense for like four years was mad. Fly paper, fly paper, yeah, but the, the first two years were pretty cool. You can't be called. You can't have flypaper attached to your name and be in the top five. Uh, no, that that's an embarrassment to Cleveland sports. <laughs> oh man! Wow. Wow. <laughs> they, I, I think that's a reasonable pick. I'm with you. Uh, so well, I, I, not for two. Not I, for two. I, not at two. Maybe top five. Maybe number five. But so not let's two. look at. I mean, Z has been better for Cleveland sports the last oh. twenty than Kyrie. Okay, when's the last time you told one of your friends not from Cleveland? You're like, yo, dude, let's check out these sweet Z clips. <laughs> 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 David, wow. David just no, swatted no, you no, no. away and I waved actually... the finger like Matumbo. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you know how Facebook does the whole like, oh, you posted this like four years ago. Watch it again. So they did something that I posted about Z, and so then I started watching Z highlights like two nights ago, and I watched the uh, the fast break where he realized, wait, why isn't LeBron here yet? And he kind of like jumped up in the air and passed it behind him to LeBron. I love that play. <laughs> how many how many people actually saw that post though? David, how many people have watched Joe Thomas highlights? None. That's not the point. It's well, not highlights. I, I not, haven't taken down Joe Thomas ranking, yet on this if, one. If we were so. ranking the top five yeah. highlights, I might put Kyrie above LeBron because it's yeah, but I have Joe Thomas me. I have Joe Thomas reasons. Well you will see. Yeah, I I mean I have not started pouring out the Joe Thomas haterade, but I have some. So Oh, by all means. <laughs> so, all right, let's go. So before What's that, it? Kyrie Irving, 2016 playoffs, 25 points, 4.7 assists, 1.7 steals, shooting splits of 48, 44, and 88 from the line in 37 minutes a night on the greatest team of the last 52 years in Cleveland – he doesn't get to be in the in the conversation. I don't think so. Not for two. Not in, for two. in Cleveland, I'd say the NBA. In in Cleveland, yes. In the NBA, the I wouldn't call it the greatest team, but I would call it the greatest oh, win. Hey, we beat the Warriors. We, yeah, they beat the greatest team. No, yeah. we were the we were the Giants of whatever that year was that they, they beat on yeah. that the crazy David Tyree you, catch. If you can't use basic sports logic to kind of pump up your team, then what so do you really got? Here's my problem with Joe Thomas. <laughs> yeah, what's your problem with Joe Thomas? If wait, wait, was, let's get to the other I've rankings, never so. watched Joe Thomas. I have seen so many Joe Thomas games where they say, Joe Thomas is a great player. Joe Thomas is a great player. Oh, he just got beaten. The quarterback got hurt. Like Joe No, Th- Joe Thomas, Joe Thomas, Thomas, allowed, Joe Thomas allowed, he allowed, I think uh, they said, 
11 sacks. His entire career? Not his entire career, but like... Per like less. I think it was less than that, but... Um, Look, there's a reason the guy. There's a reason the guy was 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 voted the best in the the yeah, best but in the see, I'm a the Chiefs game. fan, and I watched Will Shields for it, who got to the Hall of Fame was a a Hall of Fame guard. Once you get in like that second or third time, you just get voted in every year. Like you don't. I don't have know about to be that. The best know. player to be an offensive lineman. It, he was the best player on the worst team for a long it's, time. It's name How did you become a, a Chiefs fan? Oh, my, my dad's because he's from Alaska. Oh, my dad's Alaskans like weird Wichita. teams. No, my dad's whole family's from Wichita, Kansas. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on <laughs> because EG does not like my reasoning. Okay, well, I don't agree with your reasoning. No, I understand. I, I, I'm, I I'm playing devil's advocate for Joe right Thomas. Here. So what were you EG saying, did a good EG did a good job of his his case on Joe Thomas. Okay, so what's your? <clears throat> did you have something on da- Joe Thomas, David? Yeah, well, I mean, the dude missed draft day for a fishing trip. He's that's like, awesome. Man, that's Are you awesome. kidding? That's awesome. That's like that's the yeah. greatest. Thing yeah, about that's him. what I'm saying. He's like oh, okay. a family man. Okay, and that's, yeah. oh, you were saying why. for him, not against him. Okay, no, no, that's why I had him like rank three in mine. Like, I think the dude's just like a regular Joe. Yeah, I I enjoy it. Like that's a Cleveland pun, athlete. Pun intended. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, exactly. so who do you have? Eg, who do? You, well, Tom, I guess we didn't get to you. Did you have Stepe at two? Uh, I'm gonna go Joe Thomas. I was gonna just try to be contrarian and put Stepe at two, but after listening to Eg, I can't deny him okay. number two. Okay, so so Tom, who do you have at three then? <sighs> Omar, no. Oh, you I, dick! You stole my thunder again. Is that is that am I, does that you know that works? Ninety seven, yeah, that works. I can do it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll go Omar. He still was playing until like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Omar. I, I'm gonna totally agree with you. Omar, the second best defensive shortstop in Major League Baseball history. Yep. Can't get in the Hall of Fame in the steroid era, which is insane. I mean, so yeah, yeah. Explain. Omar was on the like the ninety-seven Seven. team yeah. that went to the series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and for as long as he was in Cleveland, he was and the, the ninety-five team too. Yeah, yeah. And he stole home in in the crucial moment of the playoffs. Yeah, wasn't and that Kenny Lofton? Like stole home. No, late. Omar stole home. Yeah. All right, but Kenny stole the. Or no, 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 no. You're the right. Mariners, right? Wait, am I? Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Lofton. He, was Omar? Lofton actually, came home from second. Omar, Omar at the plate. Yeah, well, Omar was at the plate, maybe. Yeah, yeah, he was at the plate. Um. So I'll I'll give my if you do you have a case, Tom, or do, are you gonna let me let me ran a little? I mean, I guess my case is like. If you want to go to the last 20 years, number of jerseys sold, number one by a mile is LeBron, and number two might be Omar. I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll also say that just going to see a game as a guy who moved to Cleveland in 2000, they there was no player in town that was worth the price of admission like Omar. Yeah. Like he would make yep. two or three amazing plays every game. He yeah, just watching him in warm-ups between innings was like amazing. He would just he was he was a total wizard. 
Wait, did he steal home or not? I'm trying to find this. <laughs> no, it was Lofton. I think it was Lofton. Oh, okay. Well, he, I he think Omar stole home, home once. Yeah, but he was on it, Oakland or something. Or the Giants, maybe? Maybe. Uh, he I think he, the Giants. Yeah. Go to the Giants. Oh. I think he played with Barry Bonds. On he played team. with a lot of teams. He played for the, for the Tigers for a couple yeah, of years, He played too. for the Mariners, too. He started out with the Mariners, and then we traded Felix Fermin for him. And Ben Broussard? <laughs> Dude, Ben Broussard. Back when I used to play Perfect Dark, my name was Ben Broussard. Do you remember Ben Broussard hit like two pinch hit grand slams yeah, like a week was... apart? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, that was, I think it was 05, I think. Yeah. Okay, so. Honorable mention, Ben Broussard. <laughs> okay, so Tom and I have Omar at, at three. Who do you have, EG, at three? Um, see, this is where I start getting into like the whole, uh, what do we, what are the criterion? Because there's no criteria. It's just, no, but it's, but no, no, I'm saying like, are we talking about the guys who are the best athletes, like physical specimen athletes or the guys that are the best sort of all around, like where LeBron's a physical specimen, but he's also, but he's also great. And he, and he's like, gotta get a really good, like basketball IQ and, you know, I mean, just an all timer. What's most important to you? Yeah, just that's, that's fine. You can make your own rule. Well, look, I, I'll say this: Manny Ramirez is the best pure hitter I ever saw in my life. That's that's not an unfair answer. And and I know he ran into trouble with with steroids later in his career, but when think, he was with the when he was with the yeah. Indians, I don't think he played long enough for the Indians though. Played like eight years for him. He also like, yeah, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right too. You're right. That hurts. Any any one any one uh a World Series or two World Series. So you would Boston, do right? Manny over Tome? The problem with that though, to say Cleveland athlete on Manny, is he actually broke Cleveland's heart on the way to one of those World Series. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So you but, would do Manny saying, over, like, but no, it's a fair Manny answer. over Jim Tome. I love Jim Tome. I love Jim Tome, but Jim Tome. <sighs> Dude, you obviously love Jim Tomey because you paid some zero eighty dollars for I do love Jim Tomey, and he it's it's tough call. I'm just saying, like Manny Ramirez was better pure hitter than Jim Tomey, but Jim Tomey was a better leader. Jim, they were close though. Jim Tomey was a damn good hitter. He was a really he was a really good home run hitter, but early in his career, he wasn't as good as Manny. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Manny was one of the best hitters I've ever seen, so I'm not going to disagree with you there. Yeah, so, I will say the one thing on Tommy, like when it comes to all time uh, junk adjusted in Cleveland sports history, Tommy like is just career leader in minutes adjusting junk. So, up there with with Mike Hargrove when he was absolutely, a absolutely the human rain delay. Like I saw Jim Tomey pull himself to first once. So, <laughs> so uh, my my mom, David, like, uh... a, my mom was a manager for uh, or like a GM for one of the restaurants in Cleveland. But she was always like hating on baseball. She's like, oh, they're always grabbing their junk and stuff. <laughs> but she was really cool with Jim Tomey because whenever he would come into the restaurant, she was managing. He would always just like he was always like really cool, but would just like give everybody signed stuff. And she always said that he was like super nice and not like superstar about everything, and would just like kind of chill with people. And he wouldn't get pissed off whenever people came up to him to ask for autographs or anything. I I kind of got the feeling that it kind of broke Tommy's heart to leave Cleveland too. Oh, he left for money. Well, yeah, but it doesn't mean it 
didn't break his heart. Uh, and whatever. He left for money. That's respectable. Yeah, I, I think I think Jim Tomek, good guy, has yeah. been over sold. <laughs> Oversold. Did I like he it. win a World Series in Philly? No. Uh, okay. With with Charlie Manuel, he didn't? Okay. No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Maybe he did. I'd have to look it up. Uh, I think uh, he moved on by then. So you got Manny third, then. You got Manny I think third. so. Okay, so did you go third, Tom? <laughs> you went Omar. You and I went, I went Omar. Omar. David, who do you got third? I had uh, Joe Thomas. Okay, okay. Well, that's but fair. It, are we talking about the Manny Ramirez that played on, like, the Red Sox? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love it, David. You know, follow, David you know, giving I mean, us some other youth Andrew perspective. <laughs> David, he, he played for seven years with the Indians before he joined the Red Sox. No, I knew there was many Ramirez on the Indians. I just don't follow baseball at all. I can That's all right. get into it. Yeah. So I'm going to guess your number three is not baseball. All right, Joe, Joe Thomas. Yeah, Joe Thomas. So uh, Did you already say your three, Nate? I did. I agreed with Thomas Omar. Okay. And uh, so, David, who's your number four? I had Irving at number four. Okay. And my reasoning was just solely because he made the dark days of the Cavs watchable. And he did win us the title. He contributed. And he played very solid defense when he contributed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and not just contributed. I mean, they don't win that without him just absolutely wearing out uh, Steph Curry in isolation. I mean, there's no way to, like, when I'm like 40 or something and I have a child, I'm definitely going to tell him about like the shot. Like he's replacing, oh, he literally has replaced the shot. Oh yeah. Like That's Jordan such a good point for because us. that is probably the biggest moment in Cleveland sports history in 52 years. Yeah. Like positive he re- moment anyway. But he replaced that MJ shot, which I've only heard from like old people. Yeah. Like the guy here. Like us. Like Tom said before Kyrie left, that's the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. Yeah. So, David, bringing it tonight. Okay, so, uh, Tom, who's your number four? Z. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. Why is that funny? (laughs) Okay, give give us the case for Z. Um, longevity, um, played on good teams, played on bad teams, always brought a level of professionalism, was the second best player in the LeBron 1.0 era when they won, you know, 60 games twice, um, you know, has a lot of cool moments, even if (laughs) people aren't jumping on YouTube to watch them. By the way, if YouTube had HD video in like 2000, you probably would be watching Z highlights because he was... Not an awkward Euro. He was a super skilled Euro. Uh, yeah, I big. remember him as a rookie doing that behind oh the back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, he could. He was throwing down dunks. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think he's a true blue Cleveland professional. Um, and I think it, it goes with my sort of – I like to recognize the body of work. So if nice. I got to look at nice. 20 years, it's kind of like, yeah, did he ha- were his high moments as high as – Guys like Kyrie Irving, no, Kyrie Irving was here for you know five years, so he had higher moments. Z was here for a lot longer than that. So, I I have a question that's not meant to 
Oh, just hit me with it, David. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. No, no, no. It's not even the shoot down your thing. It's just kind of like I, I'm thinking about this. So on some, I think it was like the Bull and I don't even know who his partner is. Like One some of those sports horrible shows. FM sports shows in Cleveland. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like 92-3. They're saying that this Cavs team, LeBron has the worst supporting lineup he's ever had. The current and one? His, yeah, that's what they were saying. I was like, what What are you talking about? But they're saying that... Like, Have they Kevin been Love, to Ira's Nubelhood? Yeah, I know, exactly. So, but this is an interesting question. So, is Z better than Kevin Love was when he was on the team of LeBron? Uh, you know, there, Z had a couple years. He had an all-star year when he played with LeBron that was kind of comparable to Kevin Love. And he didn't get hurt as much as, you know, Kevin Love's been bit, bit injury prone. But um, I would say oh, but Z oh, Kev, Kevin really Love's injury prone. Yeah. I mean, they're <laughs> different. They're different. I mean, Z yeah. anchored. Um, he was a good defensive player. He was one of the best rebounders in the game when he played. And the Cavs were a different team, right? Yeah. The Cavs were a possession defense. Slow. They, were, they were slow. They were always one of the best defensive rebounding teams in the league. And Z was a big part of that. So, yeah, yeah he was super important to what they did. Well, here's um, the other he, argument. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. No. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure he's more skilled than Kevin Love is like right now. Um, but he, you know, it's a good, it's a good comp, I think. Yeah. Well, the other, and whoever, whoever the other, said the Cavs this year have the worst supporting cast is out of their mind. They have a, oh, yeah. they have a decent supporting cast right now. There's no way that this team supporting cast is worse than the 2007 <laughs> finals team. The, wasn't Delonte West like Delonte West was on a team, and I'm pretty sure he was the uh, second was, best player. Oh nine, you're, that you're was oh nine later. Yeah, Delonte Ooh. wasn't on the team that went to the finals. Z oh was. god, who was the second best player on that team then? Z Z Z. Yeah, and then maybe Booby Gibson. Well, Booby was for like a series, yeah, yeah but not I, for the whole season. Yeah, no, the there third was an enormous drop off after that. <laughs> Well, yeah, you had a so you know Sasha Pavlovich had a nice year that year. Um, Did we have good. Parker then? All right, all right. Let's no. not go through the whole 2007 <laughs> roster. Let's can we just finish? Can we just finish your top five? Yeah. I have to go to bed at some point. That's my fault. Okay. Sorry. All right, so I'm going Z at four. Okay, so um, did you do your fourth EG? No. Okay. Who my fourth you? is uh, Corey Kluber. Okay, that's fair. Give us the case for Corey. Two-time Cy Young Award winner. That that like might be it. the only case you need. All right, that's all you right? need. That's all you need, baby. Was Corey yeah. Kluber homegrown, or did we trade for him? No, we got him from the Padres, but when he was still in the farm system. So yeah, I mean, basically, like it wasn't like he was a he wasn't a he wasn't a pro yet. So. Uh, okay. So I like uh, and he, was late, I like and he was a late bloomer, but man, that guy. They talk about durable, dependable. I think. Pitched over at least 200 innings each of the last. Like, he won the Cy Young after missing a month last year. That's how good he was. No, oh, yeah, uh, he was awesome last year. Yeah. Uh, playoffs notwithstanding, but that. He's know, like we, a robot. We all have our it's beefs about real... last year's playoffs, so. Yeah, yeah, but like, well, and again, I don't think he was right. I think he was oh, hurt. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate what happened, but it's still, I, I'd still give him the ball any day of the. The five, so no, no. Uh, Tom, did you do four? Uh, four was Z. Okay, who? Did, David, did you do four? Yeah, my four was Irving. So, so my four is going to be Tommy. Okay, that's fair. Uh, that's okay, good. so, so, and my five 
God, I don't know who to pick for five. There's, I almost want to pick Josh Cribbs, but that, Ooh, that, ooh, that'd be a good one. Oh, I, that'd I, be I a really good because I feel like, five, I, I feel like maybe after Joe Thomas, um, but oh yeah, oh yeah, Josh Cribbs is probably the best uh, player the Browns have had from a skill position standpoint since the new Browns have been around. Yep. Uh, yep. He was a yep. return specialist. But yeah, at both ends of the return. Yeah. On defense too. Yeah, and the other thing was he actually wasn't a bad receiver at all. Like if he if Josh Cribbs had been on the Patriots, he'd have been Danny Amendola. It's just the Cav- the the stupid Browns. Browns didn't know how to use him. Yeah. <laughs> So I like it, Nate. You I'm, I'm going Josh Krebs number five. Right. I'm kicking. I'm 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 thinking outside like the it. box a little bit. I like it. Okay, so well, EG, who's your five? Well, uh, for five, it would probably be a tie between the past and the future at shortstop, which I, I think Omar deserves to be there. But I also feel like Francisco Lindor. Okay. He hasn't played that that long, but but. Yeah. Just the, the short amount of time that he has played, I think he's in that class. I think when it's all said and done, he'll be right there with 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 the Omar's of the world. Um, and he's got more power, which is kind of a you know kind of a, a of a newer thing. And with the what do they call it, the uppercut swing? But I will also give a I will give an honorable mention to after LeBron. This guy is in the the second best shape uh, in terms of like how it just how what is what his body is like but also he's got the potential of a guy he could he could have been the greatest of all time i think but he screwed himself up too many years and that's that's josh gordon that's who that's who i had too oh, okay sorry david i didn't mean to steal your thunder wait wait no, wait, no, wait, wait. No. time out time out <laughs> Hang on i knew a second. tom would have a problem with this <laughs> uh are we talking about like Josh Gordon, like the wide receiver. Yeah. Yes. Do you do you remember the one year that Josh Gordon played where he I didn't do. have problems? I do, but okay, I I know do, we didn't make remember. rules, but can you? I did mean, you see what Josh Gordon did in just the two games that he was, or three, four, well, four games he was I, back last yeah, year? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure he led the league in receiving yards the year he missed five games. Yeah, fourteen hundred yards. He yeah. So what's your criteria? Like best. Talent that also happened to be the dumbest person to ever play a professional sport. But that's right. but that's the yeah. Go ahead, David. It's like saying right, so Mike Tyson's the best boxer of the he last. Was. Like ah, uh, he was. But he was. I have a couple arguments for for Josh Gordon. All right. So first off, oh he's, I, I'm not going to be able to handle this. He's clearly like a tra- rocket league gauge. Yeah, he's clearly like a transcendent talent. That's, like, not really debatable. But he also kept Cleveland sports, like, on a talk scene because there's no reason to for talk about For not like, being he, awful. Yeah, he's the one reason you don't talk about the Browns for sucking. You talk about them for having a guy that might come back and make them suck less. <laughs> Have you seen but, how shredded he is? But Like, like he's LeBron freakish level shredded. Here's the other thing about Josh Gordon that, like, it's really sad that no one talks about this. Like, and I don't mean to get, like, dark here. But they literally had a guy in the league that, like, punched a woman who was not suspended for the whole year 
And then there's Josh Gordon who smoked some weed. Uh, Politics aside, whatever, he violated the rules. But how do you compare those two and say, okay, David, there's way more to it. There's way more to it than that. Okay, because the NFL Players Union negotiated a lot of these things. So they didn't seem fair, but those were just the negotiated rules for these types of things. So they had a drug policy. It wasn't the commissioner deciding, like, you know what? I think I'm going to, like, go heavy-handed on Josh Gordon. They had a policy that they negotiated with the Players Union. That's why it was what it was. So everyone complaining about it should just then change it at the next collective bargaining agreement. Because that that was the rule. Like I, I get that. They didn't know how to handle the domestic assault stuff, so it seemed lighter sometimes because they just didn't know how to handle it. Like they didn't know how to handle the Ray Rice situation. Like they still got married. So yeah, the video was terrible, but before they saw the video, they're like, Yeah, we don't really know what to do here. Like I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't I, I don't blame that, the league for the Josh Gordon suspensions. He's the I dumbest don't, don't, person alive. I don't blame them for that, but I think But he's a, he's an amazing athlete. He's an amazing athlete. I mean, I'm so like now I can't even believe like listening to your your speech about Joe Thomas, which I'd like to just print it out and post it on a wall. (laughs) It was so passionate, like for all the reasons that you made him too. you're throwing out the window for Josh. Not, Not at all. Not at all. No, Josh Gordon has overcome some stuff. And I think he's built like he's fixing himself. Like it's a comeback story, but I do think oh, he's it is not a comeback. Story. Here, this is the best. Tom. This is the best. <laughs> not yet. G- Joe Thomas, fifteen years, most brutal sport. Yeah. Started every Played game through all these injuries. Josh Gordon overcame some stuff. <laughs> no, and by the way, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying, we're t- that's why I said honorable mention. I didn't. He's not my five. I think he's David's five. But I would say, if we're just talking about. Ability, natural ability, athleticism, talent, and potential. Absolutely, Josh Gordon's in that category. He is a LeBron-level talent when it comes to actual physicality. When it comes to having a, a brain in his head, absolutely, I completely agree with you, Tom. Like, he's not anywhere near anywhere near that. And if he was, we would be talking about him in the same way that, that San Francisco fans talk about Jerry Rice at some point. Like, he's that good. I think you guys. I think you guys are. You guys have. You guys. Well, I don't know how much. How much you watch, but that season that he had when he was actually actually on the field, uh, it was amazing. It was, it was incredible. An all-time, it was an all time season. I know all time. <laughs> yeah, but to me, Anyways, those things are mutually exclusive. Like you can't say I, a guy. That's why I said. That, yeah. but that's why I was saying. Like it's it's all about the criterion of what we're talking yeah. about. Here. No, no, no. I, if we're if we're saying about if we're if we're if we're mashing together athletic ability along with leadership ability and you know IQ for the game that they play oh, then absolutely I wouldn't put him in that anywhere near that okay but as far as How about pure that? physical no, specimen no, no, no. I mean no the the dude obviously has some intelligence level no. if he's playing football at this at this level uh, he made a lot of mistakes, David. Okay, but like here's repeated, the thing. repeated mistakes. I mean, that, here's the thing: intelligence and self destruction are not necessarily are not mutually exclusive. Like, you can be a really intelligent person that's really self destructive. Well, okay. Here's all I want to say about it. Like, you know what? It was great that for one season he was putting up like 250 yard games and my fantasy team was winning and it was awesome. <laughs> but you know what? The Browns wanted to build around that. 
And so the next year they had next two years, they had a gaping hole on offense because they thought they could count on Josh Gordon fixing himself and they thought wrong and they should have known better. And now the Browns have sucked ass for the last four years. Well, that wasn't all Josh Gordon. It wasn't all Josh Gordon. It wasn't all Josh Gordon, but I'm just saying like, because he put up 200 some yards then when he can't even like play because of his own stupidity, that hurts the team. I agree. Right? They don't, agree. they don't, they don't suspend him. And then it's like, you know what? We'll just give you like a Randy Moss in his prime to make up for it. Browns. Like, no, you just lose the focal point of your offense. So, I mean, doesn't that kind of also take away from it? So I should like, do you want to, I mean, Art Modell, like he did a lot of the good things for the Browns. Then he moved the team. Like, are you going to just talk about, well, yeah, but he had those couple of years where he was a great owner. I mean, I get your point, but I'm not going to pick Derek Anderson instead. Well, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like, dude, Sasha Palovich is on the board still. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, so, so anyway, so Delhi has everyone. Let's wrap this up. I would ooh, pick. I forgot about Delhi. Anyone? No. Okay, so <laughs> I can see Delhi. So EG's got to get going. Um, has everybody got their top five in? No, I didn't pick a five. Okay, who's your five, Tom? Oh, this is really tough. <laughs> You're just going to say, oh, I give up. Josh Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be awesome. I like Scott Cribs, actually. I like that. Yeah. I do like the Cribs pick. That was a good one. Like, you I just remember make, for like a solid, same, for a solid five same, years. He yeah, was, I'm going Josh Cribs because you know what? Yeah. You can make the same Josh Gordon argument that year that Cribs led the league by a country mile in punt and kickoff returns. Oh, sure. And sure. also, he never. Josh Cribs is in my top 10 for sure. He's exciting. So I'm going to go. With, and I'll not go only with, that, Kent State alum. So yeah, I yeah. love that. I'll go with Cribs. So my honorable mention is going to be Kevin Love. So. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good honorable memory. I mean, we got the shot, the block, and the stop. Yeah, and, and the block, and the stop was was number three on the big plays on the greatest game of all time. So I feel like we're I feel like we're a little biased though because we're all because we're Cavs blog. Yeah, yeah but we're but Cavs who cares? Blog. All right, well, <laughs> hey, our Cavs only team that won a title. <laughs> if somebody wants to listen to all of this podcast and argue with us and tell us we're full of crap, then, oh my god, I gotta believe most people right. have checked out about about twenty minutes. I ago. hope they didn't check out for you guys, Josh Gordon nonsense. I, I <laughs> that that needs to be addressed in the comments section. Come on, okay, Tom. Tom, I what just, do you have I'm an like honorable mention? I mean, this is a celebratory thing. Like, we're talking about, like, Joe Thomas, like, giving this his heart and soul. Cow, and then we're, like, here talking about Josh Gordon. Now, look, if you want to say who are the most, like, talented athletes in Cleveland sports in the last years, I'd put Josh Gordon number two after LeBron. Oh, well, yeah. I, I'm not going to deny. I mean, I saw it, too. And it was it was freaky. Yeah. Where's DJ Stevens fit into there, then? Did everybody get their so, honorable mention in? DJ Stevens. My honorable mention? Oh, boy. Oh, God. We're going to be here another 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. Might have to go. I might have to go Kenny Lofton. Honorable mention. That's a good, that's uh, a good I'm one. Not, I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, Lofton was electric. Oh, yeah. Lofton he was. was or you know, flare than blue collar, but man, he just ignited. And, oh, he was you know, awesome. Yeah, can we do like last twenty five years? Because no. twenty, we lose, we lose that ninety seven team. Well, 
Sorry, Dude, if we're going if we're going there, then you have to you have to extend it a little further and go and go uh, Ozzy Newsom, right? Well, then you start <sighs> getting into the Mark Price era. So yeah, that's no, true. No, you did twenty five. Okay. Yeah, right, you would. Okay, okay. okay. So stop. Stop. We're cutting it off. We're doing twenty one. We need to get that ninety seven team in there, okay. or else Omar and Kenny don't. So I don't know. What about team. David Justice? He was cool. Oh God. Oh, David. What about Albert Bell? <laughs> <laughs> no, not if you do twenty or twenty one. Okay, years. and David, David Justice was never cool. Yeah, he <laughs> and he would played for the the Indians for like two years. And yeah, he would be the same he name. Was the main, he was the main so. reason we lost in ninety five to the no Brewers. He hit the winning, he hit the winning home run in the one nothing game in game six. No yeah. one married to Halle Berry was ever cool. That's true. Wait, was he married to Halle Berry? <laughs> yes, he was. Oh, that's a cool fact. <laughs> oh, how did we miss this? The and the Jeff the t- Green dated their daughter. <laughs> Full circle. Up, Full circle. Um, how do we dad miss this? was we- Dick Scott. <laughs> how do how do we miss this? We gotta name the this this pod's gotta be called Dinosaurs or Pets. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I, he's gotta be trolling. Clarkson's gotta be trolling about how. No, but with the ra- with the Raptors, the Cavs beating the yeah, Raptors, dinosaurs or pets. That's no, that, true. That was we, true. That David or owning, owning dinosaurs. about that. Okay, we'll just call it owning dinosaurs. Last shot. Anything to pitch, EG? No. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. I take that back. Damn. There's a. Uh, so I'll make it real quick. Uh, there's a there's a really cool uh, Belgian show on Netflix I'm watching right now that I'm like completely like sucked into called uh, Tabula Rasa. Okay. It, you get a chance to watch. It's all subtitles, but it's like really well done subtitles, so you'd be barely re- realize you're reading them. But uh, but it's really cool. Okay. You get a chance to check it out. Okay. Dave. Like very memento, very memento ish. Okay. Tabula Rasa, David. All right. I've Beer, music, movies. All right. So no, Syracuse beat uh, Michigan oh, State matchup zone in the tournament. And it was a horrendous game to watch. However, they will be playing Duke on Friday, and I think everybody should watch them beat Duke. Uh, so Matt check that out. And okay, then, Tom. Uh, any, oh, sorry. Wait, wait, yeah. I got one more. I got one more. Anyone that's living in Chicago, uh, somehow Warren Hills headlining Pitchfork this year. So that's something to check out. Okay, Tom. Uh, I'm enthralled with Babylon Berlin on Netflix. Okay. Okay, give us a synopsis. Of Babylon Berlin? Yeah. 1929, Weimar Republic. It's kind of like a detective show. Um, you can watch it in German with subtitles, which is how I decided after like the third episode I wanted to do, because I didn't really think the voice acting in English fit like how the characters looked. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. There's like a whole lot going on. But yet only like four characters are somehow involved in everything, which is a little bit strange. Uh, maybe it was just, uh, you know, dunce that you didn't have to get to know like a billion characters, but like four different, very kind of distinct plot lines and just like a couple characters that it revolves around. But, um, it, I don't know. It's, it's a period piece type thing. And it's, I think from that angle, it's really well done. The costumes, the, um, the politics of the time. Um, and it's, it's caused me after every episode, I just spend like a half hour 
on Wikipedia or whatever, reading about all these different kinds of things. It's Very fictional, cool. You're the but... the second person that I've talked to that's recommended that, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not for everyone, and it, I, I'm not saying it's, like, the greatest thing ever, but I stuck with it, and now I'm I'm hooked. I'm like, I gotta watch, so, like, the so last... So my seven. pitch... We got a very Euro flair tonight because my pitch is for the show Counterpart, which is on Stars, which stars your boy, e.g., uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah. Um, and the premise is that in, I think, the early 80s or the late 70s, there was an experiment that basically split the Earth into two parallel universes, and there's a portal between the two. And so as time has gone on, they've slowly split apart, and J.K. Simmons plays his himself and his counterpart from this other world. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's a very kind of European spy, Cold War spy style, uh, story. Uh, it's really well done. Uh, the casting's really good. J.K. Simmons is amazing in it. It's also got, uh, Olivia Williams, uh, who, is I'm a big fan because I'm a big fan of Rushmore and she was the love interest in Rushmore. So, Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, really well done show. So, uh, very Berlin. It takes place in Berlin. So, uh, very Berlin, Brussels, uh, feel. Yeah. For the... Ben Worth will be happy listening to this podcast. <laughs> he won't make it this far, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, any predictions for we're playing Phoenix Friday? I think we're all hoping for a win, right? Pull out. Yeah, Phoenix yeah. is actively tanking, so yeah. Well, I think it'll you'll see the return of uh, you'll see the return of Tristan too, probably. Oh, maybe we will lose them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. Go Cavs. Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.